An update on Jay White, Ricochet, WrestleMania, and AEW Dynamite. But first, we're going to talk about Rich Swan and Kenny Omega next on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, not sure if you watched Impact Hard to Kill last night, but before the show started, Rich Swan had an interview with Wrestling Epicenter, and he talked about the possibility of Kenny Omega and Rich Swan having a title unification match. And I think he's open up for it. Here's what he said on that podcast. It says, it doesn't get under my skin because I know what I had to do to win the World Heavyweight Championship. So for someone to say that they're the real world champion, guess what? You're the real world champion in AEW. He went on later to say, if he, meaning Kenny Omega, wanted to step into the ring and do a unification We've seen him go into Mexico and beat Laredo Kid in AAA. Do I think he could come into my house and do what he did there? I don't know. Time will tell. Now, time has told a little bit, and Kenny Omega did pin Rich Swan last night at Hard to Kill in the six-man tag, which featured Rich Swan, Moose, and Chris Sabin of the Motor City Machine Guns against Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. So do you see... This leading to Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. I think this could potentially lead to a match. I'm not so sure about the stipulation that it would be a unification match. Um, simply based on the fact that, you know, I, I, me personally, and I think a majority of the wrestling fans could probably agree with this. I don't realistically see Rich Swan taking the title off of Kenny Omega. I don't see no. what that would do for the the title itself. I don't see what it would do for the company. And, you know... I think going back a couple of months ago, we actually did an, adi- an episode where we talked about what title was the most prestigious title in, in the world. Now, yep, that was a I'm while pretty ago. sure if you were to ask a majority of the fans what the most prestigious title is or what the least, mo- least prestigious title is, I'm going to guess that the Impact Heavyweight Championship is probably a little lower on the totem pole. Now, that's not meant to be a knock, but it's just realistic. So... Kenny going over there challenging for the title while it's really cool for the hardcore fan. I'm not sure what that does for AEW. I'm not sure what that does for Kenny Omega other than kind of pushing this storyline or this, uh, this character that he's essentially this belt collector. But if he were to go over to new Japan and challenge for their heavyweight championship, okay, that's a big deal considering the history of Kenny Omega and the fact that new Japan is a really well-known recognizable top promotion outside of the United States and even within the United States, probably people would say. Right. Impact Wrestling, man, even with the help of AEW, even with the help of of Kenny Omega and everything that's going on, it's still very niche. It's a small market. Nobody's really paying attention to it unless Kenny Omega's there. True. Can but... it happen? Yeah, but what's the what's the point? Like how does this benefit AEW at the end of the day? Well, it benefits Kenny Omega, like you said, because it furthers that storyline of him being this belt collector, but as far as a unification, maybe that's not the right word to use, but we see Kenny Omega doing the belt collector thing. We see John Moxley going to New Japan and being the United States champion. Chris Jericho was the Intercontinental champion uh, not too long ago, did a sh- uh, Wrestle Kingdom while in AEW. So AEW is trying to play this part and maybe bring it back to territories. And if you do that, you got to have. A, a real world's champion, not maybe not the NWA world's heavyweight championship, but maybe someone that when they win that title, they can go to all these different shows and defend it and help everybody else. While at the end, it builds up AEW primarily the most. 
See, I, 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 I don't agree with that on principle. Now, I, I, I applaud them for doing what they're trying to do and the fact that they're trying to get attention to some of these other promotions like AAA, like Impact mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But it simply doesn't do – Kenny Omega going over there takes away from his ability to build up good young talent that AEW already has. AEW is still Bro. a very new promotion. And there's a ton of talent there, and there's a ton of storylines that they haven't even touched yet. So, yeah, he could go over to Impact Wrestling. He could go over to AAA. Is that good for AEW? Uh, I mean, maybe to a certain subset of the fan base. It's certainly much more beneficial to the other smaller companies. Had he gone over to New Japan Pro Wrestling, okay, that's a big deal because the promotion is bigger. It gets a lot more attention. It gets a lot more coverage. It's got... Uh, you know, maybe, and most people would agree with this, I would think, maybe the most prestigious title, the heavyweight championship in all of professional wrestling. They have more guys that get a lot more notoriety, especially mm-hmm. if you consider if Kenny were to go over there and challenge Okada for the title, and not, I know Okada's not the champion right now, but if he were to be, that would be a big deal because of the history there. Even the Bushi um, too, with the with the history. Exactly, and and that that that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't do anything for AEW. I'd rather see AEW focus on AEW, build up the talent they have there, considering they have guys that haven't even gotten a chance to challenge for the championship or have challenged and and lost. Guys like MJF, whoever else you want to talk about, those guys deserve deserve their opportunity to be built up before they should go out and help uh, talent on Impact. Which, you know, frankly, Impact has kind of dug its own grave. And they're trying to claw their way out of that grave and and become a more prominent promotion. But I'd rather see AEW and Kenny Omega focus their talent on just uh, building up AEW and not so much on other promotions. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but obviously there is some partnership there between AEW and Impact Wrestling. The question is now, after what we saw on Hard to Kill last night where Kenny pinned Rich Swan, I do think there's something left in this story. Now the question is, does the story get told only on Impact, or do you see Rich Swan end up on AEW Dynamite? Possibly even make it a pay-per-view where that is a match at Revolution. Yeah, it, again, it certainly could be the case. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, if you're Tony Khan, and this is where fans have to put on the take off their fan hat and their business owner, put on their business owner hat. Mm-hmm. If you're Tony Khan... I do really, really, truly want a main event, a wrestling pay-per-view at Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. Like, I get it. To the, to the hardcore fan, they're going to tell me I'm crazy. I don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. That's a great match. Does anybody realistically care about Rich Swan? I mean, honestly, do people really care about him that are the casual fan and not the hardcore fan? I certainly would. I watch the match. I probably would. I probably would not be all that interested in it. And I think there's only a certain percentage of the fan base right now that would, because even when we polled, you know, people said the majority of the fans that voted on our poll that you put up, they said they weren't going to watch Hard to Kill. I think a majority of them. Just to break it down, can this happen? Will this happen? Yeah, it's it's likely to happen. A unification title match. I don't think so. Should it main event Revolution? In my opinion, definitely 100% not. No. All right. Well, we'll keep it with AEW here and. A recent report came out that they are actually going to keep their tapings of AEW Dynamite in Jacksonville. There were a couple rumors circulating that they were heading to Miami for February because it's so damn cold that they needed to move to warmer temperatures. I don't know how much colder it is between Jacksonville and Miami. I always thought Florida was one of those, like, it's never cold states. Maybe I'm wrong and someone could tell me in the comments. But, yeah, they're going to stay in Jacksonville. 
Do you think that's a good move, or do you think they could have they can use a ch- a change of scenery after being in Daly's place basically since March? Well, first of all, you do know the answer to that because we took a trip as kids to Disney World and we thought it was going to be warm. We packed shorts and t-shirts and it was freezing. That so is you true. You know the answer to that. I was like Second two all, when we went, though. Well. I must have been four, and I certainly remember. So I don't know what's going on with you, but I've got the... I, I'm like Bobby the Brain Heenan. I always know everything, I guess. <laughs> You're the podcast anyway, journalist, I guess. Anywho, so uh, change of scenery, I mean, do they need it? No. I mean, if, 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 if it's one thing where they want to change things up because of the temperature and it's becoming more complicated, which I know that there's certainly been a lot of uh, reports that it is very complicated to work matches there because the temperature does get very cold at night. Um, then yeah, I mean, possibly they should consider going somewhere else where it might be a little bit warmer, um, and still put on these shows. But as far as the change of scenery, I, I like Daly's place. I still love the vibe that I get when I'm watching dynamite there. I think it works for them. I think it's a place that they can call home. Um, so I, I mean, if they're doing it just for the sake of, of doing it, I, you know, maybe not, but, um, I think they could, they could stay put. And I think the fans would be happy with that. Yeah, I think so. I, I would agree with you on that. They don't really necessarily need to change the atmosphere because it, it still works for them. They could get the crowd in. The only way I would say change the location is if you can get more fans without worrying about, you know, protocols and guidelines and stuff with the the, the pandemic or whatever. Maybe, maybe as it gets warmer in the year, like spring break time, maybe they break into Miami and do a show on the beach where you can separate people. That might be the way to go. So we'll see where it goes. But a show that is definitely going to be changing the scenery this year, WrestleMania. It was reported by Henry E. Panky and Anita Realman that this year's WrestleMania will be in Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium, a two-night special. So once again, we'll have a two-night extravaganza, Ralph, Next year will be in Dallas. The year after that, WrestleMania 39 will be where WrestleMania will happen in Los Angeles. Would you did you see the video of them reporting all this? What'd you think of it if you did? Reminded me of Anchorman. <laughs> it was supposed <laughs> to be a spoof. Um it, the news kind of certainly came from out of nowhere. And I'm surprised it didn't they didn't wait to drop the news on like Raw or SmackDown or something like that. Um, well, I think they didn't they drop it on like Fox? during the football game where they just showed this the thing i didn't see it on television i just watched on on uh twitter yeah and that's the thing maybe they did drop it on fox if they did i certainly overlooked it and i was actually watching the game um i don't know i i i noticed it on twitter i initially i saw like a a a picture that was up posted on twitter and then i went to wwe.com and they had that video up there i watched it there um and that's how i found out yeah, I really love the video. I love the little names like Henry E. Panky and Anita Realman, which was hilarious seeing that Stephanie's right next to um, to Triple H. But I, I mean, there were reports that WrestleMania was going to be at Raymond James Stadium this year, especially because they lost it last year. I just assumed that the following year would be WrestleMania in Los Angeles. That's not the case. They're going back to uh, Arlington or Dallas or wherever the actual building is. Uh, in that area for uh, AT&T Stadium the next year and then Los Angeles the following year after that. I love the fact that they're doing two nights. I I honestly think, 
It's not like they're trying to steal this from New Japan with Wrestle Kingdom. Sure, it's a coincidence that they happened last year, but if they're going to make a show like eight hours, they should split it up into two shows. They really should. And I hope this becomes a trend for the next year and the following year. I know they only announced one date for uh, 38 and 39, but could we see this split into two, two nights in the future? I mean, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, you and I were both at the last WrestleMania at, um, where was Met that, MetLife? Yeah. Where it was just, it was like a marathon. Everybody, that was the, ma- so that main evented with Becky Lynch winning the championship. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to see it and people were reacting, but man, it it was, it was tough to get through. You're talking six or seven hours of pro wrestling. I mean, Look, not not only just from a wrestling fan standpoint, but you got to also think if you're going to have it multiple nights and fans are going to be there for two nights, assuming they buy tickets for two nights, that's better for the economy of whatever state they're in because they can go. They're going to get hotel rooms for multiple nights. They'll be at restaurants, things like that. Hopefully by that time you have like bars and stuff that are open. And I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about years going forward. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, it's really is just too much wrestling in my opinion for one night, especially if people are going to stay there, uh, and watch NXT take over the night before it, it, it really makes for a very, very long pay-per-view that, um, it's just hard to pay attention. Fans aren't into it. So I, th- right. I, I, I think I like the two night thing. Yeah. The two night thing works. And if you want to do like two, four hour shows in front of a live crowd, I think fans would buy that because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom is pretty much that. I know this year it was a little shorter because less fans and the pandemic and whatnot, but the year before, I think there were two four-hour shows, and it worked for them. And I think WWE can do the same thing that Wrestle Kingdom's doing, you know, and and I think the fans there and the fans watching at home would totally appreciate that, and I hope that becomes a trend because, like I said, a, a seven, eight-hour show is just way too long for anything. Yeah. Anything, not just not just wrestling, just anything in general. But we'll stick with WWE here. A lot of rumors were circulating that Ricochet's contract was running out and that he would be leaving WWE as he has not signed a new deal. Those reports have been shut down by Ricochet, Ricochet himself on Twitter saying this is fake news. And Dave Meltzer has backed this up by saying that his contract actually isn't up till 2024. Were you one of those that wished uh, Ricochet would leave WWE and maybe head somewhere else where he could be booked better? Or do you think he still has things left to do in WWE? He certainly has things that he can do in WWE. Now, the problem is I think he's on the wrong brand. I think that SmackDown is doing an amazing job of building up good uh, talent, uh, especially that mid-card to upper mid-card. The mm-hmm. past two or three weeks have been really good for them in, in establishing that mid to upper uh, mid card. So yep. I look, man, I, I liked the storyline with him teasing, joining the hurt business, but it's been kind of inconsistent. They tease it one week, they back off it. Um, and I, they did, then they did something with him in retribution. He hasn't been yeah, on raw since the last week of December, I think where he lost to Mustafa Ali. So yeah. they're, they're not using him right. I know, I know he did a match on main event. And yeah. I think that's the last anybody's seen of Ricochet. So has he been misused? Yes. I think some people overrate him and think he could be like the next big thing in pro wrestling or a main eventer. I think he's a, he's one of those guys that could be in the mid card, solid IC champion, solid universal cha- or US champion. 
But as far as like main eventing, I don't see it. But some people do. Maybe I'm missing yeah. something. Well, no, I mean, look, there's a couple of things that we know about Ricochet. One, he's very talented. He can have really good matches. He did it in NXT. He's he's extremely athletic. Yep. Fans can gravitate towards a guy like that. Now, the mm-hmm. difference is he hasn't necessarily been given the opportunities to show if he's capable of being that main event guy. Right now, based on what I've seen from him, and this is what I'm basing on, what I've seen from him on the main roster— no, I certainly wouldn't think he's going to be a main eventer right. in terms of him being able to carry the championship and be somebody like a Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns. He doesn't mm-hmm. have that type of personality to me right now based on what I've seen. Right. If they give him those opportunities and he's able to capitalize like a guy like Jeff Hardy, if we had this conversation when the Hardy boys were at the top of the tag team division, would you have said, okay, Jeff is going to be a heavyweight multiple times? I think he's won the championship at least yes. multiple times. yes. Would you put him in that caliber of, of main event guy? RVD, the same thing. But they got the opportunities. They had the championships. They ran with it. And, you know, they're, they're main eventers. So um, would, I, would I say right now he's a main event guy? No. Is he capable of it? Maybe. We just need to see him given those opportunities, put him in a storyline that's meaningful like they're doing with the guys on, over on SmackDown. I can't believe these are... are even within the same company because they're miles apart. Yeah, they really um, are. And, and let's see what he's made of. But as far as the report itself, I, I've come to the decision that in pro wrestling, until I see it, I, 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 I just can't believe the reports. They're so inconsistent. And honestly, a majority of the time, they're just wrong. So yeah. until I see it on my TV screen, I, I'm, I just won't, won't believe it until I see it. Yeah, it yeah, and I think at this point, like, dirt sheets – News like there's some really credible news sources, but then there's some that what they do is they take a quote from someone's opinion and try to report it as news or they try to, you know, take a little tiny thing and make it a big thing. And it's clickbaity and stuff like that. And it really hurts the wrestling business because you got people, you know, twisting all these things around and you don't know what to say. And it led me to put up a poll recently on if dirt sheet social media, if they were not around, would you actually enjoy wrestling more or less? And I think a lot of people either they say there's pros and cons or they actually would enjoy wrestling better if those things didn't exist. So, you know, try to understand credible news sources and which ones aren't. And I think people are starting to understand most news sources aren't credible, especially one. I won't name it. But I think we got to an agreement like that one website is absolutely terrible and they spread a bunch of BS. So and people could go in the comments, try to guess. And if you get it right, I'll let you know. So but let's move on to our last bit of news here, Ralph. We talk about one guy who's definitely staying with their company. Another guy. Most people are assuming he's going to stay. But Switchblade Jay White, we talked about him last week, talking about that promo he had at Wrestle Kingdom. They're going one step further on this and removed him from the New Japan website. So, Ralph, do you think this is just working the crowd yet again, or has it changed your mind and thinking that he's actually leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling? What's the fav- my favorite thing I say on the show all the time in show business? When you're a musician and you go out amongst the fans, what's that called? You're working the working room. Working the crowd. Working the room. Working the crowd, you're working the room. I think that's exactly what we're seeing here. I think this is ju- just them trying to work work the fans, lead them to believe that something is actually happening when it really isn't. To your point about the dirt sheets, 
they were all over this saying that he's going to leave. He's in talks with WWE and AEW and everything else. And who knows? That may be the, may be the case. And then we found out that his, his contract could potentially go for another couple of years. So, again, just to reiterate what I said before, when I see it, I'll believe it. And when I see Jay White show up at a Royal Rumble or at a, at a Dynamite episode, I'll believe it. But for now, I'm saying he's sticking with New Japan Pro Wrestling and they're working the fans. Yep. And I know... You know, he's he's not being promoted on the, the most recent tour. He's not booked in any of those matches. So it could be a repackaging thing. You know, like we've seen WWE do this before where they take someone off TV, work on a repackaging, and then they reintroduce them. Could this be the same for Jay White? You know, he's been a heel for practically his entire run in New Japan since he's come back from exertion. So could he be having a babyface run here? And what would that look like? Need some repackaging. You know, need time off TV to tell this story better, I guess. So we'll see how it goes. But like I said before, we already talked about the news of Jay White leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can watch our most recent news roundup by clicking the thumbnail on the screen right now. And don't forget to share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. And we'll see you on the, new, the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.